Hello, this is Roy Lilly. If it's not fun and it's not social and you don't get the joy out of it, why do it? Work, I'm talking about. Why do it? Well, it's obvious. There are bills to pay, but there's more than one way to pay the bills. They tell me working at the front line of healthcare is easier if you work for a staffing agency. The hours can be much more flexible, very important if you have family responsibilities, the pay can be better, and you're not so exposed to the management machinations and pettiness that drive so many people balmy. In March last year, across the board, there were 105,855 vacancies in the NHS. Most will be filled by agency and bank staff. That's why between 2021 and 22, 60 trusts spent more than £800 million on temporary staff, and the total spend was £1.7 billion. Extrapolating, it might mean the NHS spent nearly £9 billion with agencies and the like. NHSE have produced reams of guidance and rules on the use of agency, but look, if a paediatric ITU nurse is needed for tonight's night shift and there's no one suitably qualified and available, a call to the agency will fill the gap at any price. No one's going to ring mum and say, come and take your kiddo home, we can't afford the staff. No one's going to say, this ward doesn't have safe staffing, close it and send everyone home. The RCN, if they had their way, well, it could happen. Speaking on Saturday's Radio 4 Today programme, Pat Cullen slashed a strike aim that amounted to 19% to 10% and threw in a demand for legislation on safe staffing. Perhaps she'd forgotten page 6, paragraph 14 of NHS England's developing workforce safeguards that said should risks associated with staffing continue or increase and mitigations prove insufficient, trusts must escalate to the board to maintain safety and care quality, including part or full closure of a service or reduced provision. Safe staffing? What is it? It depends who you ask. They'll say something like, when staffing is matched, the patient's needs, skill mix, as well as numbers, and includes other staff, as well as nurses. As the acuity of patients might vary from day to day and demands on nursing times fluctuate, safe staffing might just be an hourly guess. So I still don't know what safe staffing is, and I wonder if Cullen does. In practice, it's probably a shift without someone dropping the ball. I do know if a fully loaded Boeing 747 seats uh, seating anywhere from 300 to 660 passengers, the FAA states that there has to be one flight attendant for every 50 passengers. We know where we are. For the NHS, it gets increasingly tricky. An observational study showed the number of acute admissions has increased by 21% over the past decade, while the number of nurses caring for adults in hospitals incre- has increased by just 8%. It also points out that patients do better when there are more qualified nurses on the ward. Bluntly, when more than 1.5 temporary staff hours are worked per patient each day, the risk of death increases by 12%. CQC Palaver and the Health and Social Care Act 2008 Regulated Activities, Regulations 2014, Regulation 18 says... Providers must provide sufficient numbers of suitably qualified, competent, skilled and experienced staff to meet the needs of the people using the service at all 
times. Well, they can't. And we know the temporary staff used to fill the gaps add to the risk. There are regulations aplenty, guidance and do-dar to regulate for self-staffing, but it only works if there are enough staff. The government will tell you we have more nurses than before Florence Nightingale was a little girl, but it's, and it's true. But more doesn't mean enough. In the great scheme of things, we have fewer nurses per head of population than almost any OECD country. We're second to bottom. We have plenty of safe staffing regulation, but we don't have plenty of nurses to make staffing safe. There is no prospect of that for the foreseeable, just as there is no prospect of a 19% or even a 10% increase. Cullen may have to think again. More realistically, she could demand and get publication of the workforce plan parked in the pending train, Whitehall, and then the serious talking begins, how to fund it and how to implement it. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly, and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye-bye now.